This is Boat Crew RPG with Brzingerman. So the camera will cut back into the chantry with everyone having a chance to figure out how they want to tackle this problem, get ready a little bit in advance, and after we make a couple quick determinations of stuff that everybody will do, we can move on to the traveling out towards the west. Who'd like to go first with the kind of stuff that they want to prepare themselves with or little research they want to do, one or the other? I want to do two things for Maddie. I want her to have um, an enchanted mood ring where she, where the ring will turn a certain color when it's near um, magical items. And I want her to make a potion that cancels out her own sex drive so she can keep a clear head, assuming that this object will affect her in some way. All right. The mood ring is going to be more like a long running spell instead of an actual enchanted item because a permanently enchanted item takes a long time to make generally. Yep. Let's call that something that you'd need to acquire to have it like run for a good length of time, say six successes on difficulty seven with. Okay. And each of those is going to be a three-hour roll. So this is going to basically be eating up some of Maddie's time. Yeah, I would assume that her time between now and actually leaving is going to be singularly focused on everything. Um, so you said difficulty seven, and I have to do six rolls? you got to get six successes. Oh, okay. That determines how much time you have to eat up on that. Okay. And if it see. takes a lot of rolls together, then you have that chance of, you know, it meaning you can't really do much else. But if you want to spend willpower on this, remember you also get to sleep so you can regain willpower. So if we say that you're going to have three, if everyone wants to get ready over the course of say three days or a week, that means if everyone wants to get ready over the course of a week, I will allow everyone to do roles that use spending a total of seven points of willpower because you get them back from sleep. Yeah, that would be smart. So I'll go ahead and do that. I'll use one. Mm, I'll use, well, you said it's difficulty seven. Okay. Um, and I can only use one willpower at a time. One per roll. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll just do that. And I got with my willpower success, two successes on the first roll. One success, one's canceled. Remember? Oh, geez. Do they? But I also got a 10 on that. Right, 10, so and then the one. Yep, so, but you always keep your one for willpower. Okay, so uh, one success there. I'll again do my willpower. So I get one success again. Uh, this time I get four successes with my willpower. So I'm up to six right there. There we go. So it took nine hours, a whole day to get this ring ready. And it'll last you for like the rest of the month. And for my uh, sex drive killing potion. You're probably going to be doing that on a different day. Mm -hmm. Let's call that, say, four successes. Because you need a potion that will last you a day at least. 
So choose when you're going to use it. And we're going to say you dropped a point of quintessence in, but you also had to treat it produces quintessence. So we're not going to worry about it at the moment. Okay. And still difficulty seven. Yeah. And if you weren't at your chantry, it, you'd be potentially getting some paradoxy issues, but you are at a chantry. You are in downtime. We're going to be a little bit squishy on some of the details. Okay. So I'm again going to use willpower. And uh, that brings me to successes initially. I will try again using willpower. And I get three successes there. So that's five. So you are set. You took two days of this and you spent six points of willpower on all that. So you've had to also spend a reasonable amount of time recovering. Yep. You technically have five other days that you could have been doing stuff in, but you only have two more successes that you could pop, or sorry, one more success that you could pop in automatically in your preparation stuff. Yep. So feel free to think about that for a little bit. Will do. Anne or Aurelia, who wants to go next with what they're going to be doing with the downtime. And remember, a tiny research to figure out exactly where in Nevada, if they're definitely in Vegas or not, isn't harmful. If you can figure out what studio this person's with or something like that, you know, you can figure out where they film. Yeah, I think that's kind of exactly what Anne will do. Anne will, I believe we have established before that Anne has some magical classes. So she or she may or uh, otherwise she worked on that specifically during her stay uh with I mean, the Norse ether goggles are a traditional tool yeah. for anyone in society of ether so right probably one of your better tools to use on the fly yeah so she will be using those when they are there to figure out where uh like to get a hint herself on where uh, the belt is located in that exact time, but I do think she, based on the based on the things that Aphrodite said, say, being like, okay, this is a small studio that has gained a lot of traction. She's going to just do basic research first to see, hey, can I find on the internet a news article about a little porn studio that just uh, is kicking off? And I think. The interesting thing there is that Anne might not always know the right search terms because <laughs> it's just really not her thing. But also that might make her more critical on what she is seeing and less distracted during the search. So here's an idea for how we can handle this one. If you want to do a role with time and of course a time role basically because time allows you to do a lot of predictive stuff, we'll use... Any successes you get on that role to lower the difficulty of an intelligence computer role to do your research. Oh, okay, nice. Yes, that uh, that would work. Um, that's just Arete, right? Or right. is that Ar Arete difficulty is going to be five on this because it's coincidental yeah. for you to basically be running the math and the procedures to try and figure out how you're going to get these computers to do their best for you. Yes, and every single success makes it better. I like I still have all my willpower, so it would kind of be a waste not to spend one and well, like regain said, it immediately. Yeah, you guys can spend a total of up to seven willpower points across this week that you would get back. Because uh, let's just be fair, a week is a good arbitrary amount of time for you to get ready. You're wizards. Yeah, right. And um, so that makes my dice pool all of a sudden seven. So that's really nice. Right. So how many successes did you get on your Arte? You have five Arte? 
and you're rolling against difficulty. Sorry, you have four. Okay, you're rolling against difficulty five, and then you add one for your willpower for successes. So you still have a dice pool of four. I got one success on the dice, plus the willpower means that I have two successes. All right, so you are going to be able to do intelligence and computer, which is six two dice. Two plus, yes. And uh, you're going to be able to do this one on a difficulty of five, because you lowered the difficulty from seven to five with your two successes. And I will be spending one more willpower. Okay. I got three successes on the dice, so that makes for a total of four. All right, four successes is pretty good. You not only figure out the studio, which apparently specializes in homosexual pornography, just to, you know, up the factors of specificity a bit more, but they apparently do a lot of their filming in Reno, not Vegas. Figures you shouldn't trust a Greek goddess to know American geography. Okay, that's really, really nice. Then I will keep it at that until, uh, unless after Aurelia. Well, you uh, have four successes, so that's effectively two bits of information I gave you. And if yeah. you want two more questions, we can answer two more now or two more later that would have came up in your research. Yeah, let's let's do uh, do that later and uh, go to Aurelia next. Okay. Mm, so for Aurelia, I had two plans. One of them is kind of to like bend entropy in our way ahead of time so that we are going to be running into the right kind of people and um, maybe have an easier way, uh, you know, finding the right spots. And the second is with what Anne has found out. Uh, I want Aurelia to get a tattoo that looks like she belongs to these people or this place. All right, so are you actually going to get a permanent tattoo that suggests that you are either in the porn industry or a lesbian, basically? Well, uh, I or mean... Or you got to do something temporary. I think it's uh, going to be like a magic thing where the tattoo uh, appears differently to whoever's looking at it. So, okay, the, so we're talking the like tattoo conveys uh, like this kinship, like you belong here. All right. Um, well, given that you have mind and entropy, may I suggest that basically you would be craft, you could be crafting a look that makes you feel like one of the crowd to anybody. It doesn't necessarily automatically have to be a tattoo because tattoos generally are reserved for doing something permanent and you're doing something temporary. So if you want. Yeah, we can generalize it to like she's going to alter her looks and enhance them magically that it appears that she belongs to this place. All right. So if we're going to set up, which one do you want to do first? Because these are two different roles. So, I mean, probably the one with entropy because the information that Anne found out is kind of important for the second thing. Okay. So entropy, what I'll let you do is we can create a pool of luck for you guys. You're going to be rolling difficulty six. And I'm going to just say, Two successes of that will be to making sure that the spell will last for as long as you guys need it to on your trip. And every additional success you get after that will create a dice pool that you can pull on and share among everybody to add a die to their pool whenever they need to. Does that sound like a good way to describe the kind of preparation luck you're setting up in advance? Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that works. 
All right, and since you're trying to get a high number of successes, we're going to go with three-hour rules for this. So you can keep going as long as, you know, you're not getting exhausted. So I roll my arete and... Um... Yep, you're rolling your arete against a difficulty of six for this. Okay. Um, and Six because other... it could be shared. Other, If it was for you alone, it would have been five. Right. The other people used willpower. Like how much willpower do I technically have at my disposal that like will refresh? You can spend seven points that will come back over the course of a week. Okay. But remember, you technically have your nightmares on and off, so you're not guaranteed to get all seven. Yeah. So if, in my opinion, if you spend more than five, we're going to start rolling to see whether you get the last two back or not. Yeah. Well, I'm going to spend one on the first roll, and we see how it goes. Okay. That's two successes, one from willpower, one is a nine. All right, that covers the duration of the spell, and we will keep counting. Mm -hmm. I spent another willpower. Mm -hmm. Three successes this time. Including the willpower? My bad, four. All right, that puts you up to four dice in the pool. Mm -hmm. um, how does exhaustion work? Like, how many more rolls do I get, well, basically? After 12 hours of the day working in this case, we're going to treat that as like the longest anybody would have a, you know, a sane shift for if they were working overtime. If you go more than four rolls, we're going to start making you roll exhaustion for stamina. So you've done okay, two rolls so far. Yeah, I do the other two rolls, but I don't spend willpower anymore. Okay, so you got four dice on in the pool for the first roll. The first rolls. Another three successes. All right, so seven dice in the pool. You're really prepping everyone nicely with your luck. And one more on the fourth row. Eight successes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that basically works like shared willpower. Is that correct? Uh, shared dice. Shared dice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Still good. Mm -hmm. Which is still going to be really nice. Yeah, I think for that, we're going to leave it um, at those eight dice. Uh, and then I'm going to try to uh, like assist... And or work on the let's get our way in with these people plan. All right. So the the appearance changing one is the last one you might do. Yes. All right. So for that, I would say three successes to affect the three of you. And then every additional success would be to basically make it a little bit easier to do social roles with them. And sorry, three successes for the three of you. Two successes to make it last through to the end, like we had been doing with your other spell. And then every success beyond that will, if you up to three successes, will reduce your social difficulties for whenever you're doing social roles with them. So okay. you're talking about um, five successes to make the spell work and up to eight successes total because to lower the difficulty by three on all your social stuff. Well, okay, we're going to try that. It, uh, is the difficulty changed or... This one is a seven mm -hmm. because you're going to be doing it, you know, to affect other people to, you know, in a sense, you're going to, you're basically doing a potentially vulgar mindful three effect. So I'm going to be keeping a little bit of a paradox tally here as well. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, I'm rolling just as before and I'm going to spend one more willpower on this. All right. Two successes from dice, one from willpower. Good first roll. This is, of course, done on a different day. <laughs> right, I wanted to ask, but okay. 
you needed yeah. to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So one more willpower. And remember, you can have spent quintessence if you need to to lower difficulties. Uh, yeah, that might get necessary because this time I only have the willpower success. All right. Uh, so with quintessence, does this refresh or is it gone forever? Uh, well, you guys are technically sitting on a node, so I'm willing to basically let everyone have spent the equal of the three points of quintessence. So you have three times you can lower the difficulty by one or you can lower the difficulty by three one time because that's the available spare quintessence at the Chantry. You have three lower di- you have three lower difficulty tokens. You can use them all on one roll, or you can spread them out over multiple rolls. If that helps you think about it that way. Um, okay, I'm spending the final willpower I want to use, and I'm spending the free quintessence all on, on one this roll? one roll. Yes. All right. So that brings your difficulty down to four. Yeah. Well. Okay. Three successes in total. All right. And you had four before, which puts you to a total of seven. So. Everyone's social roles are going to be too lower difficulty for interacting because you're going to seem like you're part of the in crowd for everybody. Okay. I think that sounds good. All right. And, and any more prep work you're going to do? Any machines you're going to try and build for this? Yeah, probably because that it makes sense that I would. Um, I think I'm going to make a little tiny camera thingy just to add to the level of hey we actually belong here um i'm just trying to think what that camera would do extra basically well you also have life magic and matter magic both so you could do things like make something that would help everyone else instead of maddie who made just something to help with herself you know on dealing with all the extra hormones running around or so on like that you know oh i know can i make that is that is the effect it will have but it will do so by showing the like showing an unveiled version of uh of the person in front of the camera so if they're using anything it will switch it around it will just undo it you do have to look kind of through the camera or on the screen or whatever it does uh, to get the effect, but then you you do get that effect, if that makes sense. Well, remember, you're affecting life and matter, so you're doing things that would affect physical bodies, like changing someone physically. So what you would be able to do is see if someone was physically changed, not if someone is changed in your head with mind affecting things. No, but it's kind of what I'm thinking is like if if somebody is physically changed. Um, you want to be able to determine what their original form was? Yes, exactly. May I suggest you try and work in some spirit magic too to be Just able to, to get determine that, if something is yeah. from the other world? To get the mind eldered effect in as well? I mean, yeah. Well, it wouldn't change the mind effect, but it would be able to tell you spirits are involved. Oh, that's what you mean. Oh, that would be cool. Because then we really have like a Ghostbusters camera. <laughs> yeah, like you could tell if someone's maybe possessed, set up a camera for that. Technically, that's an effect you could do on the spot unless you're trying to make it running all the time. I mean, uh, that like not that's so something much that you would be doing with your goggles. Yeah, exactly. Probably. That is what my goggles already do. So yeah. instead of that, having the the both the effect of, hey, in case somebody is altering themselves physically, 
I can see the original form in through the camera as well as the. So if basically, they are, you want to set it up in advance so it's running the whole time instead of just running on the spot when you try and mess with your dials and settings. Yeah, because otherwise it just like, my goggles are also not super um, like subtle. <laughs> They're right. quite they well, are quite big and chunky. Well, if you're trying weird. to get something that will basically be a running effect the whole time, maybe you would modify some glasses and they would just have some wonky frames, but plain glass lenses or specialized altered glass lenses. That way you could hand them out to people, you know? So basically mock-up versions of the glasses that I already have. Except that they only do this one thing and not all the other yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't have the whole set of like 15 extra glasses that you can put in front of it. Exactly. So, you know, three successes to prepare three of these things that will work for a bit. And then, say, two more successes for a duration, because that's what we've been saying. We're going to need to make things something last for the whole time. And then at least yeah. one more success for how powerful they are at piercing, you know, to see the true form. Yeah, but actually, I only need two of those glasses because I already have one. Right. Yours just aren't on constantly, but you can turn them on whenever you want. These would stay on constantly. So two successes for two pairs of glasses, two for duration, and probably two for the effect at least. So you're talking you want to gain six successes here? Yep. But there will be the difficulty. Well, this is just creating sensory magic that's going to be used by mages. So Mm -hmm. that's the difficulty for well, it's not too bad. Sensory magic is awesome. Yeah, and I still have a bunch of willpower left. Um, but we also have, like, we didn't spend any quintessence yet, did we? No. Uh, so still, well, I can... Aurelia spent the three quintessence allocated oh, yeah. to her. Oh, yeah. But I still have my three. You still have your three, and Maddie did spend at least one point to, to make her suffer. Yeah, I am going to spend one point of quintessence just to make that difficulty three <laughs> spend uh, because I just I wanna I wanna have as much l- good luck in uh, in one roll as I can. Uh, one point of willpower, which makes that I now have spent three bo- points of willpower in total to get the first success down. So I only need five successes. Mm-hmm. I need I will need two rolls anyway, so that's that's fine. Okay. So I got three successes on the first roll, and then Plus we do this. Power, that's four. That's four. So I will do the same exact setup as we had before, and spend a second point of quintessence because it's one for every roll you do. Yes, and the fourth point of willpower. Okay. And that's another three successes on the dice, so that's eight successes in total. All right. So these glasses are a bit more potent than your normal run-of-the-mill tricks. That's nice. They will show what somebody really is. They'll show whether or not there's any spirit powers involved that are manipulating them or possession. Yep. And I will hand them out to uh, Aurelia and Medi. All right. Describe these weird glasses that you set up because they aren't quite normal glasses. Come on, let's talk about what kind of style you got here. Uh, And so I'm so tempted to just take the Luna Lovegood glasses, but that's, I mean, she also was, she she almost went, so here's what happened. She went that way and she was like tinkering and everything. And then Maddie walked in and said, okay, those are are, are great, but they're going to stand out. And there was just a moment of Anne and, and both Anne and uh, Ella actually just looking, what? 
then looking back at the at the glasses, okay, maybe they are not subtle enough. And Ella being just completely flabbergasted by, but they're gorgeous. We need to make them more like your normal style. No, um, but Anne pushed through and just toned down the severity of the colors in the lenses a ton. So now it kind of looks like um, you have they have weirdly shaded sunglasses um, with instead of the normal black and brown glasses or even pink, they are bl- a blue you um, and the frame is silvery but then has a bunch of runes etched into it which she of course learned over the last half year i love it mixing tiny bits of old viking magic with your technology because what else are you going to do when you learn from ancient war (laughs) i don't think Anne even realizes that that is what she's doing because that's just how she does things now that's great all right that's two out of three of you think you've got all your prep down then and Maddie, you had one more thing you were considering doing. What are you thinking about doing for prep work? Well, since Joseph is an extension of myself, my right-hand mouse, so to speak, I think he would need to be boosted. Um, He is very dexterous. He's my slippery guy on the go. And if anyone can get a necklace or a girdle off of someone, it's going to be him, at least without being noticed. However, he does run the risk of getting captured a lot. So I'm thinking Maddie would want to alter the oil production glands at the base of his hair follicles so that he can become extra slippery at will by overproducing that oil, therefore making it incredibly hard for anyone to hold him without him slipping away between their fingers. That's pretty interesting. All right. Um, so basically, you make are going to make him resistant to grappling and stuff like that. Yep. Okay. So I'd say that that's three successes, two for the duration, like I've been going with here, one for the effect. And are there any other mods that you would want to go with before I assign the definite difficulty? Like, well, does Joseph any... need to be able to have extra stamina and soak lethal as well temporarily or something? He is a tiny mouse. He could uh, get squished. He could get squished. Um, that would be the saddest I... point. That would be the puppy of the campaign. But Listen, my mouse will not die. I will not let it. <laughs> <laughs> I will revive him. Um, I'm trying to think of what I could do skin-wise. Um, so, well, mm, I could use Prime to kind of enhance his skin so that he can soak harder damage. But I would hope that wouldn't get in the way of the oil thing. Okay. Uh, so I'll do that as well. Um, I'm thinking he's going to be able to, if he sees danger coming, he can make himself slippery or he can roll himself into a ball like an armadillo with super hard skin that will not crack and will not bend and will absorb damage if someone tries to stomp him or, you know, throw a camera at him. All right. So we had four successes to be, so we had two successes for duration, one for slipperiness, and one that will let him, uh, if you, one more that will let him soak lethal or aggravated, but you have to put in a point of quintessence that doesn't reduce the difficulty for that. 
Yeah, I still have my three points that I haven't used. Two. Remember, you were you used one up in your potion. Oh, okay, right. Two points. Mm-hmm. So that's four successes minimum for that, and then every success beyond that, we can give them a point of stamina. Okay, sounds good. And so... difficulty is gonna be seven on this because this is gonna tap your powers to their furthest that they can go. Okay, so I'll use my two points of a quintessence to lower it to five. Um, and I have three rolls I can do because I have three willpower left after everything I did before. Mm-hmm. So I will use one point of willpower and two points of quintessence. And I get two successes the first time. I will use my second point of willpower to get two successes. And my last point of willpower. Oh, I got three successes there. So it looks like I got um, seven successes. Two, yep, seven successes. Which lets you add in the point of stamina. There we go. Joseph is beefy. Very good. Okay, hold on. Okay. Now we're just going to not worry about the paradox from during your week of downtime because you'll have been able to deal with things during your week of downtime. All right, so that that's everyone get on a cheap plane to Vegas, unless you're going to plan on road tripping or something like that, or train. <laughs> which would also take a couple days. Hitchhiking, hitchhiking for Vegas. We're also not going to Vegas. We're going to Reno. Sorry, Reno. Yes, yep, that was my silly moment. Okay. <laughs> Hey, maybe we can go to Vegas and just play some casino stuff. <laughs> Reno's got a lot of casinos, too. Yes, I figured we'd take a plane. I, at this point, I feel the gods have given us enough coin that we can afford some air travel. We're flying business class because technically we are out on business. Maddie's like leg room, even though she's only 5'2". Private cubicles. You're flying first class. Because this is the first really big thing you've all done together like this. We're flying first class with all of us together in our own private cubicles. Because <laughs> we've been on each other's lip quite a bit. And mm-hmm. before they leave, I think we will say, okay, we can do the casinos after we got the girdle. Girdle first, casino second. Do I still have my usual fanny pack that I bring with me with my little two nuts that I never get to use of a tree quintessence. You have whatever you guys choose to bring though. If you chose to bring anything sharp, you actually had to stow it in luggage, but you could do that with your checked bags. This is America. You get to carry sharp things and the TSA only cares if you try to carry them on your person. Yes. Or if you have shampoo, um yeah if you put things in your stowed luggage the tsa generally doesn't care but there's a small chance that somebody will say you nifty and steal it nice i think she would just have on her the because she wouldn't trust anything uh she would have the fanny pack uh, much to aurelia's grimace uh but she would have her little 80s themed fanny pack with uh, her two acorns from the mother tree from the chantry that holds a point of quintessence each and um, she would have some calming uh, herbs like a uh, lavender and um, 
maybe some eucalyptus because she feels that she's going to be extremely neurotic maybe. Um, so those things I would imagine since they're from her magical garden would be enchanted to just soothe her extra. So like the equivalent of taking an anxiety pill, I would guess. Um, and that, that that's all I can think of her bringing with her, except maybe like a quartz crystal for luck. All right, Aurelia, and what kind of goodies are you packing for yourself on the trip? Um, not entirely sure. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't need to hu- have a huge number of really fancy things that you do most of your magic with. You got your notebook, for example, I'm pretty sure. You probably got something that's it represents your chance in your chaos, like tarot or dice or something. And of course, you got your music. But I didn't know if you had anything else in specific you wanted to call out. I wouldn't know what. So uh, no, that's fair. Uh, if it's small, uh, no it makes excessive, sense. no yeah. excessive sharp objects. Yeah, if it's small and it makes sense to your character, we're not going to worry about it unless it's ridiculously ostentatious or pricey. We'll be flexible and fair. And anything you want to call out in specific that's going to be your Chekhov's gun? Not really a Chekhov's gun, but she is still going to wear to carry with her some cocks that she can drop off in random bathrooms so that she can more easily travel the world when she needs to be. There is one now in the in the uh, in the place where Aurelia and Maddie hold up usually usually. So in the sentry, there now is a uh, a cock hidden somewhere behind a radiator. That's fair. Honestly, they would probably let it be put in some kind of a nice space that you know would be left empty for you, too. Unless you didn't want to tell about it in advance. I was going to say that kind of requires her to tell people that she is doing this. But I think that's one of the only things where Anne isn't really um, going to ask permission for it. Uh, It's just something that she has taught herself to do. Okay, because if you had talked to them about it in advance, I could literally see them saying, hey, that's a great space. And then you just literally like carved a tiny inlay into the wood of like one of these old wood floors and set the cog in it. So it looks pretty and artistic and nobody would think to understand why. Yeah, exactly. But now it is hidden behind, I don't know, either a radiator or a dresser or something. And it, yeah, that's now where it's going to live. All right. Awesome plane ride to Reno is pretty smooth. You guys got first class, which meant complimentary drinks happen because this is America. Have your booze. You're going to the land of dice and hookers. After all, out in Reno, they technically have prostitution legal in all of Nevada except around Las Vegas. But guess what? You're in the northern part of the state. It happens there. Maddie's probably fighting with Aurelia the whole time, trying to prevent her from drinking every little bottle of booze that is offered to her. And when you touch down, you know that you're in Nevada because the slot machines are in the airport. I'm not joking. I've been to Vegas once. I didn't go there to gamble, but they had the slot machines in the airport. And if you go to Reno, the casinos are everywhere as well. Want to find out more about the story? Join our Discord channel. The link is in the description.